The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Retroverse in the pointless paddleverse, the PPs, all you PPs out there. <laughs> uh, welcome. I think I forgot what show we're doing there for a second. No, no, I was trying to think of something really snappy, like oh, a great okay. way to to. And obviously, I succeeded. Uh, you called the listeners PPs, so I think you yeah, nailed it. I th- well, you know, I've I our retro bliss show. I I coined them as blisters. So for pointless prattle, which is uh, by the way, welcome to pointless prattle. Uh, PPs, I think, is a great mm-hmm. name for the ones who choose for whatever uh, unknown reason to listen to this. Uh, but we are your hosts. I am Trevor Franklin, and he is false. False. You are false. Uh, you are false. <laughs> I'm like also this? Trevor Franklin. There's two of us. There's two Trevor Franklins, and I'm also Johnny Towns, and I'm two people in one. <laughs> yep. He's my made-up friend, and yep. he's me. I'm so. I'm I'm a false idol. <laughs> that's all i have just false 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 uh thanks for joining us trevor it's been a while since we've uh recorded one of these i'm sure the the pps out there have missed us dearly <laughs> yeah i mean just we need to trickle out some more content i think um <laughs> we need to dick trickle out some more content <laughs> that joke is great if you watch nascar in the 90s yep <laughs> what an unfortunate name a good man i'm sure but i'm sure he was a great um, guy yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been a little while. Uh, I mean, we focused on some heavier topics, and everything's just been so heavy lately. Although, I think our last one was on TV shows we like, so that's not yeah. heavy. Yeah. And yeah. we're kind of going maybe in the middle today. I don't think it's heavy, or it's not quite as maybe light as that, but it's pretty light. And uh, and we're just heavy people, like just in... Oh, yeah. Just in, in poundage. Kilograms and pounds, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kilograms? What country are you from? <laughs> Well, I was just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm actually at a pretty good weight for my height. Uh, if, wait, I think I have this backwards. I was going to make a joke that in kilograms, I'm a pretty good weight for my height. But actually, that would be worse. I'd be like twice as heavy. So never mind. That doesn't even work in kilograms. I don't even know uh, what the ratio is from kilograms to it's, uh, pounds. Uh, it's 2.2 pounds. So I would weigh quite a bit if you multiply what I weigh by 2.2. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy so, enough. That's easy nope, enough. Not a healthy weight in any measurement. No, nope. maybe in mo- stone. Isn't stone like a, a weight of like twenty or fifty pounds or something? I I believe I believe so. Uh, I'm literally don't know. I was trying to think of a great joke there, and again, I failed. Something to do with yeah. rocks. You guys put it together, PPs out there. Put it together. Uh, it's something to do with the rock and stones. You, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, what are we going to discuss today? Well, we're going to discuss why do we collect things. Um, I think that we're titling the episode, Why Do We Collect? And to kind of give you an idea, we originally thought about titling this Acquisition Disorder. But that's a very negative connotation, and we've had a lot of titles with very negative connotations. Yeah. So I thought maybe just take a broader look at why do we, personally, and just maybe as a human race, because I think we can speak for the whole human race. Yeah, 100%. Uh, why do we collect things now um, trevor i will yeah. argue with you i think the what was the other name that we had the acquisition acquisition disorder i think we should go with that because that's clickbait my friend that's true yeah the negative I mean, we, titles people click on negative stuff way way more than they do on the positive stuff sort of as a joke and sort of i guess serious that's the kind of <laughs> the first couple episodes that's what i was thinking with the titles like yeah uh, i mean they were kind of almost antagonistic which is shameful, really, but yeah, also poor, I thought it might get yeah. people to click. Our poor PPs had to deal with a lot, a lot of negative yep. stuff there, a lot of shaming of our PPs. Not the first time, but uh, <laughs> a lot of self-shaming. Um, but yeah, uh, it's so uh, Trevor and I both. I think I can speak for you as well as the whole human race, as we said. Oh yeah, uh, uh, but you know, uh, people collecting stuff has been around for obviously ever. Uh, 
You know, I definitely remember things that my grandma collected. Like she loved collecting things. Like she had a, a you know, collection of like, uh, uh, what are those dolls called? The uh, a certain type of doll made out of something. Uh, um, is it the Precious Moments or Porcelain Dolls? Porcelain Dolls. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and like she had a ton of those. And they really creeped me out. But I love my grandma, <laughs> so I dealt with it. Uh, uh, so yeah. she she would collect those. She had a lot of little trinkets she would always get that she liked to collect. Yeah. Uh, I think she even collected rocks. Like she'd find really nice looking rocks that she liked, and she'd keep those. Uh, and it, that kind of passed down to my mom, who uh, for a while there would collect like angel stuff, uh, stuff with angels on them. Uh, I'm trying to think, I do not, I do not think that I'm trying to think on my dad's side. I know dad for sure. I can't think of anything he really got into collecting wise. Like I just, he just doesn't yeah. care. Uh, but I do remember Grandpa, my dad's dad. He would collect stuff like he had like wind chimes was when I really remember. He loved wind chimes, so like their oh, front cool. porch, yeah, like their front porch was just just had tons of them. Uh, but yeah, so what about what about on your family? Did, does your family have a history of it? I I'm trying yeah. to think if they do or not. Yeah, I wasn't thinking uh like further back than myself for this, but that's that's interesting. And I know. Let's see. I'm trying to think about, I never knew my great grandparents, but I'm trying to think if, well, we'll start with my grandma. Um, she's someone who never like had a lot of money. I just saw her as someone who worked hard and never really cared to buy anything for herself. But when you mentioned that about your grandma, that's true. Uh, my grandma had a shelf of what she called them knickknacks. Yes. Yes. And, uh, knickknacks was basically a lot of them were actually empty perfume and uh, cologne bottles but they had really cool shapes i remember yes i remember specifically one was a race car it was like a like a 1920s like f1 race car yeah but it had uh, cologne in it at one point i remember she had some coke bottles that were interesting that still had the coke in them and they were like 50 years old (laughs) um and just a lot of knickknacks um and that was like the one part because it was just not a my grandma's house was just always a place where, I don't know, people came first, stuff was definitely second, like, she didn't care what you played with, what you used, except for the knickknack shelf. If we dared to go <laughs> kind of like behind the couch and go towards the knickknack shelf, like three adults in the room called us down. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> this is this is the grandma that I knew, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, My other grandma collected cats. <laughs> and that's about it that i know that's what we seem to be collecting now at my house is cats yeah. and we're not even trying to it's just happening uh but uh yeah i definitely i definitely remember i think at your grandma's it was way more like most of the stuff that i saw off it like it was other people's stuff that they had brought instead of hers yeah and that's very true and i was thinking that passed down at all um like my mom is someone more than anybody i know like, I don't even understand how I'm her son sometimes. <laughs> because she doesn't seem to care to buy anything for herself. So I'm thinking That's she really true. she really doesn't collect anything. I've never known her to collect anything. Clothes, shoes, nothing. I, I'm legit trying to think of, because I know your mom very well. I'm trying to think of the last thing I can remember. And I was with you guys all the time growing up. Like, all the yeah. time. Uh, to the point where I'm sure it was uncomfortable for all of you. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a time I ever remember her doing, literally doing anything or buying, doing anything for herself or buying herself something besides obviously, obviously something like food or something than that. But, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I just realized there is one thing she collects now. She started just a few years ago, but funny enough, it's not even something you can buy. She collects seashells whenever we go to the beach Oh, okay. and she always brings some home and uh, we bought her uh, for birthday, I think last year, maybe Christmas, uh, it's basically a huge box. They call it a shadow box, and it holds seashells. Well, that's cool. And I was happy to get that for her because it's the first time I've ever known her to collect anything, even though they're free and they're not something you can even buy. But <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, in society, uh, the collector's mentality is what I always call it, is a huge thing. I mean, even we oh, can look yeah. at video games as a great example of this uh, through the years. Uh, you know, the more advanced we get video games, the more they become sort of a collectathon. You know, we had Mario back in the day where you collect coins, of course, but, you know, it was no big deal. It wasn't like a huge part of it, just something to get you extra lives. But, yeah, you know, today, uh, if a game doesn't have like a lot of unlockables and things you got to do to collect things, it's sort of uh-huh. like 
It's sort of like a, a negative thing about it. Like, it will knock down the total review score for this like game. Like, it's too simple. There's not enough to do, yeah, yeah. If, if you can't collect a bunch. I mean, Animal Crossing, I would say, is easily the biggest game of this year to date oh, yeah. this episode. And that game is collecting. I mean, that's the game. Yeah. There's little objectives you can set for yourself or the game even sets for you, but it's it's really about amassing a collection. And Yeah. Uh, there's so much in yeah. that game that literally... I, We've had it almost a year now, right? Uh, it's getting close to that. It was earlier this year, probably yeah, February, March. I can't remember when it came out. I've literally, this year. <laughs> yeah, I've literally been on that game like ever since I got it. I've been on there at least, at least five or six times a week, and uh, there's still some stuff that I'm lo- actively looking for, so I can build things. Uh, that you collect, and I've not seen them. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff on there, but yeah, you're right. A lot of a lot of games. I mean. I love those, and this is probably part of my love for Lego in the first place, but a lot of those Lego games, the video games, uh, literally there's so many characters you can unlock in those, like the Star Wars or the comic book ones, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like a part of the thrill for me is unlocking all these uh, all these extra characters, that, I, and I don't even really use them. I just, like, yeah. I just like the fact that I have them. And that's an interesting, which we're going to get into maybe a little deeper discussion after we give some of our personal history, but... That raises an interesting question of, it's not just physical things people collect, it's digital. That right. can't even do anything for you. Like, the Lego games are a good example. You probably didn't even necessarily like, oh, you're trying to unlock this thing so you can beat the level. It's just because you want to collect it. Yes. And so that's yes. that's interesting to me. And, and, it's and, also, and it's also what a lot of these companies, I mean, this is even the games that I really love. But a lot of these companies are using this against you to make money. Uh, digital. Oh yeah, because of the, you know, the, the loot boxes and stuff. It's where the that collector's comes mentality in. is making a lot of companies rich, and that yeah is one of the negative sides of it for sure to me. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, like in Animal Crossing, I think uh, the the makers of the game are tapping into this base human desire that maybe not all humans have. Like we talked about for years and years, I never knew my mom to collect anything at all, and you said your dad's that way too. But I would say most humans have this collector's mentality of varying degrees. And that game's tapping into it. I don't really see it as a bad thing because you're getting more value out of the game. But the moment they can monetize that, like in cell phone games, like in loot boxes, you know, I always make fun of Fortnite, but I think that's a good example. Because like you said before, it's not that you need this stuff in Fortnite, but you want it because you want to collect it. Yeah, I usually forgive the games that are free. Uh, like they got to make money somehow, so I forgive those. Like Fortnite. right, it's just the way they make money. Yeah, which like I is forgive not, those. It's not I for think, me, but yeah, I think the bigger ones with the sins are like your sports games, where you play, you're paying full price for the game yeah. every year, and there's very little upgrade from the year before, and, and then on top of that, uh, you know, you're trying to like, in, in order to beat other players, you have to have a good team. And you have to pay for card packs in order to get these good players. So they're literally yeah. just, uh, it's a pay to win on top of, uh, you know, which is a thing I really, really hate, on top of uh, just really preying upon your your uh, your collective habit. Like if I love, like I love basketball, and if I know a player's coming out in a card pack that I really like, that I've always liked, man, it's so tough not to just want to, you know, hit that purchase button just for yeah. a chance, just for a slim chance of getting this player. So uh, they definitely know what they're doing when it comes to that. I think we'll have to have a whole episode on loot boxes at some point. Yeah, I started to say, I almost feel like pay to win or this digital, the idea of digital collecting is almost its own topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, But maybe this is a good point before we get into the, I pulled up just some snippets for some articles here, but do you want to go first or do you want me to go first to give our own personal histories of collecting? Uh, I think I'll go first. And if you remember anything I collected that I left out here, please feel free to throw it in there. Well, I'm thinking of one thing specifically, but it's really not at all family friendly. <laughs> yes. Is it, is, uh, yeah. If you want to bring me shame, that's fine. I do it every day. Look in the mirror. I'm just kidding. Johnny's always been a family friendly man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Don't <laughs> don't look at my browser history. Uh, yeah. So I was trying to think back on uh, growing up, all the things that I like to collect. Uh, and there's a good list. Like as a kid, it was definitely basketball cards. Uh, and that even was on through as an adult too, but really, definitely as a kid, I loved getting basketball cards. Uh, and this is even before they were throwing in like your high price. This is when like you can get like a pack for like seventy five cents to a dollar. Uh, That's the, sort of like the original micro transaction in a way, but it was yeah, physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
And the Ninja Turtles, there's a lot of stuff on those I collected. There were Ninja Turtle cards. I collected those. And, of course, the toys. Uh, I was always trying to get TMNT toys. Uh, then I moved. And then when I got older, like when I became a teenager and I got a job and I had my own disposable income, I kind of moved on to, I think the first thing I really got into when I had money, as in I would literally go every paycheck and buy a new CD. Like I look at whatever mm-hmm. new music had been released. So that that's definitely when I had a huge CD collection at one point. Uh, and then that kind of turned into DVDs and movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, I've always collected video games, uh, and we'll get back into those. That's one of the things I regret, some of these games that I've given up and sold and stuff. Uh, and then when I got even older, for whatever reason, uh, and I, actually, I do know the reason. It's your fault. <laughs> uh, I really got into Lego really hugely, uh, and I started collecting those. I <laughs> love the These are very great memories, and they're not super tuper, super tuper? They're not super tuper long ago. Uh, of me and you literally going to Toys R Us and uh, trying to get some Lego minifigs and seeing who we got. Oh, uh, yeah. Those were fun times, man. I really enjoyed those times. So man, what simpler times, and you're right, it's yeah. not that many years ago, but, yeah, man, just running to Toys R Us, which is not even open now, at least not in our area, and throwing down a few bucks on some minifigures without guilt. Man, yeah. that, that makes me uh, nostalgic. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So that was one. Uh, if you look in my room and my... Right now, you would obviously be Funko Pops. I have so many of those. I have like over 130 or 40. I forgot what the number is now. It's getting ridiculous to the point where I've told myself I'm really slowing down on those, and I have, because I'm going to move on to my next thing (laughs) to collect, and that's going to be, uh, I think I'm going to start collecting vinyl records. I really want to get into those. Uh, So that's that's my next stage uh, of collecting stuff, I believe. What about you? Well, I was trying to think where it started. Like the um, Several things popped right into my head. But I was thinking, well, where did it actually start? And I, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one thing. One of my first thoughts was Hot Wheels cars because my mom was really good about saving, not all, but a lot of our toys. And she has a drawer, and I mean like a big, like a, a chest of drawers, full of Hot Wheels cars. And I'm trying to decide if that counts. We also collected micro machines. Yes, but yeah. And see, this is where I run into uh, the dilemma. Like, does it count as collecting if you just simply have a lot of it? Or is there a difference? Like, and this was several things on my list. I go back and forth. There's some things I 100% just collected. Um, But we have a ton of Hot Wheels cars, more than any kid needs. But I don't know. I'm not sure. And if you go back even further, we, (laughs) I mean... I couldn't have been over 16 years old when we were really collecting stuffed animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did. I do remember you having quite a few. Yeah, just kidding about the 16 years old part, but I probably was a little too old. We had a thing for stuffed animals, and I we thought it was totally normal. And I'm realizing now, you know, I have a brother who's, I won't shame him by naming him on this show, but I realize now maybe it wasn't totally normal for two boys to have such an affinity <laughs> for stuffed animals. <laughs> we were young, but still, you know. Yeah. Uh, but if, if but, there's one thing since you're talking about stuff you collected in childhood, if you don't say this one thing, I will call you out a hundred percent. I'm probably forgetting it, but there's see the Hot Wheels cars. Most of them were bought for us. I don't know if that counts. The stuffed animals, same thing. The first thing I can remember for sure that, yeah, this was definitely collecting were these little rubber lizards. Um, they were, <laughs> they were little lizards and they were kind of realistic looking. And yeah. this is, I mean, I know I'm a pretty cool guy and I know I intimidate you. Oh, very you. much. Yeah. You know, even though we've been friends for 30 years, I intimidate you a little bit. A lot. A lot, actually. But I actually made like shoebox. I remember a Reebok shoebox specifically. And I made a house, Johnny, not to impress you, but I made a house for these rubber lizards. Color me impressed. Um, <laughs> Literally so. Like, if when you know how I am as far as being artsy and crafty, which is to say I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty impressed with myself because I really wish I don't think you ever showed me that I do not remember this. Uh, I I might have been I'm to be honest I was probably a little old for it I might have been a little kind of hiding it a little bit I don't know yeah I mean I wasn't you know that age like when you you just you're not sure if it's okay but it's still fun it's just a weird time. 21, 22 years old, that kind of thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I remember I made bunk beds out of uh, a Q-tips, like they were the post <laughs> for the bunk beds. 
Yeah, there's a whole little house. But anyways, these rubber lizards, I think we went like to the science center one time and they had them and that started it. I just and, want the audience to know that Trevor is so creative, especially when he was younger, that he once made a fantastic sign to put on the front of his door that went to his room in which he spelled his name wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I remember you and Derek wouldn't let it go though. <laughs> yes, that's, that's one of my favorite things that ever happened. I don't know Y'all why called me so Trior for a while, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trior. Oh, I regretted that. Um, Yeah. So the rubber lizards is the first thing I can tell you 100%. That was definitely collecting because they serve no purpose. Right. And I just wanted to see how many I could get. Uh, I remember creepy crawlers. Do you remember those things? A little 100%. Yeah. Creepy yeah. crawlers. And although you technically make them yourself, we definitely collected those, the ones we made. Yeah. Um, You go a little further than that. Um, I'm going to stop you real quick because okay. one of the things I remember and I do not know how you got them. I'm going to say that your parents just kept getting them for you. But I do remember the, one of the first things I was ever impressed by when I went started going to your house all the time. Oh. <laughs> was your vast collection. Uh, you had a library of these. Of this book series that I loved. I absolutely loved and adored. The Berenstain Bears. Yes. And see, I'm actually going to say maybe that was mom. Because I don't think we ever picked them out. But we just got them and we loved them. So maybe mom collected for us in that sense because we had a ridiculous number of these Berenstein Bear books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I didn't think about that because I didn't really get them myself, but you're right. It gets a little more serious when I got to be a teenager, um, without a doubt. And, Johnny, I know you were over to our house during this time period, but do you remember my wall of anime DVDs? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was going to bring that up if you didn't say anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I've no stone unturned. <laughs> I'm a little ashamed of this now and I don't No knock on anime. There's a lot of good anime out there, but it's not my thing anymore as a group, you know, as a whole. Um, you, you had a lot though. Like I remember I had so much. <laughs> I mean, you had a, when you moved into your own place, you literally had so much that you had a whole closet just filled with it. Yes. I had two shit. This was the like the long room in the wall, and I had two shelves all the way across it. It's like, it's like your cousin for a second. It's like you said you had two sh. I do. It's like you were saying I have two sh. You know the oh. s word. That's what it always sounded like there for a second. Oh, I thought you said cousin. That's what I was trying to no. figure out. What? Beep that out. Yeah, beep all that out. That, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and this was definitely collecting because yes, I enjoyed watching it. But I think even as I was buying some of it, I knew I just wanted this on my shelf. Yeah. And the sad part is, you know, I kind of grew out of a lot of it. I probably sold over 90% of my collection, probably 95%. Um, That's one thing we're going to get back to. That's one thing we're going to discuss later on in this episode is the selling of collections. Because I think everybody goes through that as well. Uh, and that's, I think that's the first time I realized, okay, I was just collecting this. Like there was no real purpose. Yeah. I, I was never going to watch all these. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I kind of realized I have this, a little bit of an addictive personality there. And I think that's the first time I realized that, but right along with that, just like you DVDs, um, which turned to Blu-rays, but yeah. CDs for sure. Like I probably had, and honestly, I still have the book of CD for whatever reason. I kept most of my CDs and I probably have definitely hundreds. I don't know. 500. I don't know. It's it's a lot. A lot of CDs. You need to go through your collection and just post pictures of the most embarrassing ones. I know I already got rid of my three Limp Biscuit CDs. Oh, man. I, that's I think a... I probably threw them away, honestly. Yeah. Oh, you mean you couldn't find a buyer? Yeah. <laughs> a buyer for a Limp Biscuit CD? <laughs> Collector's um, items. But there's still some not good ones in there, I'm sure. Let's see. Um, so, yeah. DVDs, which turned to Blu-rays. I definitely slowed down on all that, though. Way down. Um, although I think I'm probably the only person alive in America who's bought a DVD in the last couple months because I bought the complete Frasier on DVD series, <laughs> which my wife and I have been just feverishly working our way through. And just so everybody knows, this is a show, a series that they've already watched through at least once. <laughs> yes, we watched through it once. I guess Not it too Netflix. long ago, by the way. No, l- less than a year ago, we watched the <laughs> yeah. whole... And this isn't a couple seasons. It's 11 or 13. I can't remember how. Yeah, it's a lot. It's double digits. 11 seasons. Long seasons, by the way. Way more um, than it's what it was spent off from. Because uh, it came off from Cheers, Cheers, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it lasted way longer than Cheers did. Yep. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, so Netflix dropped it. We ended up getting the DVDs. <laughs> but anyways, um, and I guess from there, it's probably about when I was 19 or 20 that one of the things, if you were to walk into my basement now, one thing probably stands out more than anything else, and that was board games. Um, and I started buying board games, these hobby-style board games, when I was 19, 20, somewhere around there. And that is, so that's 15, 16 17 years ago and that is a hobby that I, that I've stuck with you know it's had dips and rises but um now you're still getting board games now yeah uh, definitely yeah. still getting board games now the only thing that's changed is I did realize at a point that I have to be super picky and I only want to buy the games I know that are going to get played at least I hope they will right um cuz you cuz you legit have so many and this is the truth despite the fact of how many times me and you would play board games which is a lot uh, you have some that I've never played. <laughs> the sad part is I have more than a few that I've never played. Yes. yes. And some of them are I well to be 10 fair, plus years old. <laughs> to be fair, I have like literally like m- maybe seven board games total here and there's I have two or three that I've never played. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, th- and this made me think, well, right now I'm only buying games that I won't I've only ever bought games I want to play, but right. I'm buying games that I'm sure will get played. Is that, is that, I don't know. It's definitely collecting because when you have so much of something, that's what it is. At the same time, I don't know. It's kind of a different thing because I'm buying the ones I want to play, but I also get joy, honestly, just from them being on the shelf, just like a book collection, you know? So yeah, I think it works both ways. It it is still a collection for sure. And you mentioned Lego earlier around the same time, probably actually a little later, um, ironically, I was a little older when I rediscovered my love for Lego. I mean, of course I loved it as a kid and I feel pretty hard into that, uh, because I realized that I could get some of the sets that I could only dream about as a kid. Yeah. You got, you got a pretty cool setup now. Like you got a whole little city going on. Yep. And, uh, you know, you know, I had this thought when I was thinking about my collections and, you know, you know, I was a bachelor for a good number of years, had a nice little townhouse. It was a bachelor pad. And you know when you, when you come over to hang out to hang out yep <laughs> to hang out in my bachelor pad you know you might have expected to find a closet full of booze or maybe some porn DVDs you know something to have a good time with <laughs> we we really are pathetic <laughs> because you're right you literally had a closet full of like either movies we can watch or. Or just something. Just think of something nerdy, and that's what we had. What you had, yes. What we would do. Lit- okay, so <laughs> my closets which should have been full of you know adult DVDs. Maybe I don't know. Whatever bachelors are supposed to do, like booze. I can get right on the booze. We booze, never yep. drunk or anything like that. No, it's, instead of booze, my board game, my board game, <laughs> my closet was full of board games, and my bedroom instead of being full of you know naughty times. <laughs> this is this is a little embarrassing to admit. The funny thing is, at the time, I didn't realize it was kind of weird. Um, my bedroom had a table in it that was the beginnings of my Lego city. Yep. <laughs> and I'm realizing now as I'm saying this, like, wow, I was trying to just be uh, celibate. Yeah. Um, and you almost yeah. Succeeded. I had a I had a legit table in there with a train going around it and a Lego city, and. Uh, you know, it's all making sense to me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of things are making sense to me now. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, when Johnny come over for fun times at my bachelor pad. He could <laughs> look at my Lego city or uh, pick a board game out of the closet. And what's probably even more pathetic was I enjoyed those things. Yeah. Uh, um, and also, I think you're leaving out, because you have a lot of these too, uh, you have like a retro gaming collection that you got. Well, actually, you know what? That's the next thing on my list because I don't remember exactly when it started. But at some point when I was living alone in the bachelor pad is when I rediscovered my love for the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Yeah. And I started out just getting the games from my parents' house. And there were even some games at my grandma's house that I that I got back that were mine, you know. But then I started rebuying games we'd sold off. Then we started this stupid Retro Bliss podcast. It's really dumb. The really stupid podcast. Uh, and 152 episodes later, I think Retro Blist is responsible mostly for... I'm looking to my left right now as I speak. Behind me is a massive, massive wall of board games. To my right is some Lego and board games. <laughs> and if I look to my left, 
past the TV, there is a wall of game cartridges. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, etc. And, uh, yeah, that is one of those things, though, that the Lego and the board games, to be honest, continue to this day. Um, I've slowed down some, but they continue. But the the game cartridges, I've slowed off to almost no new ones. But I that's, still have a huge true. collection. Yeah, that's true. You haven't... I can't think of one you've gotten recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's true. But right. I, I'll, I'll just end it by saying uh, mine ends the same way yours does. Uh, vinyl Records is a very new thing to me, and I think I'm going to kind of get addicted to that now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of blame you and um, uh, our other buddy on this network, Anthony, for me just kind of wanting to get into those again for whatever reason. Yep. I haven't literally listened to one of those since I was a kid, so... Uh, but it's just the collection of it. The physical, there's yeah. such a physical medium. And since CDs are basically going away, it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those album covers are works of art anyway. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, I literally, I got my record player, bought some records and I hung six of them on the wall in these little frames. I yeah. mean, cause I like looking at them. Yeah. They're really cool looking. All right. But. So that, that is, I, I bet a lot of people can uh, relate to just having a collection of stuff. Of different things, uh, you know, especially us and definitely Trevor and I fit in this category that are on the nerdy uh, persuasion of things. Uh, definitely, uh, <laughs> you know, are are, are are way more into collecting stuff, it seems like. Um, but I guarantee you, most people, if not all people, have at least like one, at least one little thing that they like, that they, that they enjoy, yeah. that they kind of collect, even if they don't realize it or not. So, Johnny, uh, I purposely saved this first article for after we both spoke. Yeah. And again, I'm trying not to laugh out loud right now. Both speaking. I think you mean speaking. That's we both speaking. Both speaking, yes. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh right now as I look at this article because, again, I'm literally surrounded by things I've collected over the last 20 to yeah. 25 years. So, when you told me you had an article that I don't know, I do not know what it is, you said the for the record. I, don't, I haven't heard this yet. But you brought up that you had a uh, something, an article you wanted to read on air that was a that was about this topic. So yeah. I'm going to assume that this will be nothing but an article that will fill us with uh, positive thoughts about ourselves <laughs> and be, re- be reinformations. Absolutely, and I want to reiterate one more time. Would you agree? Me certainly. I mean, you can't walk my basement and disagree with this, but you as well collect. To the extreme, like way more yes. than the average person. Yes, we I both mean, I'm, do. Yeah. I'm very extreme with this. Yeah, we both do. That's fair. All right, so this article uh, was the first one that popped up when I just was looking into this. It's from The Guardian. Um, and here it goes. One psychoanalytical explanation for collecting is that unloved children learn to seek comfort in accumulating belongings. <laughs> unloved children, Johnny. Well, I'm already going to call baloney on that because we're both very lucky that we have pretty awesome, loving parents. Yes. So that article already has no truth to me. <laughs> well, it continues. Maybe it's not just the unloved children part. Okay. All right. Another idea is that collecting is motivated by existential anxieties. The collection on as an extension of our identity lives on, even though we do not. <laughs> huh. So this one I can relate to maybe not the whole living on thing. Because honestly, when I think about my collections, plural, I think about my wife and, you know, not to get morbid, but I assume I'm going to go well before her, <laughs> and uh, which I guess is literally morbid. But, um, and I thought, you know, I need to think about this. I want her to be able to sell them off and have the money. Like I'm not, I don't care about them living on beyond me, but I can relate to the first thing it says, the existential anxieties. I don't know about the existential part, but I do think sometimes the anxiety in my life, I can be an anxious person deep down. I I think I keep it pretty hidden, but way deep down, I have a lot of anxiety. And sometimes I think my collecting is a sort of a comfort for that. A crutch, maybe. Yeah, I think, I mean, I understand what you're saying, because there's been plenty of times where, like, if I was feeling down or whatever, which, you know, thankfully doesn't happen here as much now, but... Especially when I was like in my twenties, when I was feeling down, I'd be like, you know what, um, you know, a nice Lego set would make me feel better. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it can be a simple thing. It can be a simple that, and I, I really don't think that's the main reason I collect. But the whole anxiety thing rang true a little bit. Maybe just because 
my current line of work causes me a fair bit of anxiety still. <laughs> yeah. And we're all anxious this year, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, to some degree, at least. Uh, and I didn't. I only clipped this one part out of the article. Well, there's a little, one more theory here. Okay. okay. Um, let's see. So it's either unloved children. Right. Um, which we said, maybe does, we deserve to be unloved, but we were loved regardless. Yeah. That that one does not apply to either me or you. No. Maybe anxieties about dying, which I don't know if I buy that. But more recently, evolutionary theorists suggested that a collection was a way for a man. Now, this is probably it, Johnny. Before I continue, I'm just going to go and say, um, you know, I talked about my, my Lego table set up in the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and my bachelor pad, you know, the place where love should happen. Yeah. So, so I think this is probably true. It said, uh, theorists suggested that a collection was a way for a man to attract potential mates oh, by man. signaling by signaling his ability to accumulate resources. Oh, man, this sounds right up my alley. I literally just looked it up. I have 206 Funko Pop. Uh, wow. So, so ladies, <laughs> I can collect. Wait, how many did you say you thought you had earlier? I thought you said like 40. <laughs> no, I thought I had, like I thought it was like 140, but I just checked. Okay. I, not <laughs> to say brag. 40 to 206 is not close. Yeah, not to brag. Not to brag, but uh, <laughs> I have an app that I keep my collection on. <laughs> not to brag, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is the opposite of bragging. This is this is a little. We're not good at bragging, neither one of us. Yeah, maybe embarrassing, but uh, you know, I, I've been collecting my board game purchases on Board Game Geek, a website, for seventeen, eighteen years, however long I've been buying them. And uh, I always tell people five hundred, but to be honest, I think I passed that a while back. <laughs> yeah, you've had to because I remember you telling me that like years ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've been saying that for years, haven't I? And I've yeah. gotten rid of very, very few, and I've bought a lot more. You've definitely bought way more than you've gotten rid of. Yes. So anyways, that's that's the theory uh, from The Guardian. And, um, oh yeah, I, I started to say, I, I have another article, but we can discuss that some more. Let's discuss this Guardian one first, because yeah. I'm going to be honest. Well, obviously we love poking fun of ourselves, I truly don't feel that Neither of those explains my love for collecting. Like, I never, no. obviously, obviously when I see like a new, you know, <laughs> like a new Bob's Burgers Funko Pop, I'm not thinking, man, this is really going to get me laid. You know, yes. <laughs> that is not. I'm going to accumulate these resources and yeah, get a woman. I'm going to accumulate all these Funko Pop and these ladies or, are going to be coming out of the woods. Well, are you thinking if only my mom would love me, I wouldn't buy this Bob's Burgers yeah. Funko Pop. Yeah. Those things have never popped in my mind, and I and I do. I think everybody gets anxious for different things at different times, so that's the closest one. But even that one, I don't feel that's the yeah. reason. And I'm being and I'm brutally honest with myself about yeah about anything. Yeah, no. And to be fair, this article was very level headed. And like you know, people collect for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, you know, some people are you know kind of just remembering good memories from the past or honoring you know past loved ones. Right. Or they just enjoy seeing the things on the shelf. Very reasonable, but then it presented this basically alternative idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. a little darker. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I want to say boo to you, Guardian. I don't, I don't think that. Uh, I think a lot of people collect are like us. They're, I mean, I'm sure maybe one or few of those things does apply to some people. I mean, they're bound to, but overall, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I just remembered my second. This is only one theory from the second article. Do you want me to move on to it? Yes, please. Um, this is, this is it, Johnny. Uh, I mean, the Guardian one I thought was a stretch, but this one, like, as soon as I read it, I'm like, yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so psychologist.com, which is actually nationalpsychologist.com, sorry. Okay, all right. Which sounds, uh, professional. Yeah, sounds fancy. Um, so they said, you know, basically, there's many normal, healthy reasons people collect. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. There's a whole bunch of stuff about that. But I skipped straight through that and went to the Sigmund Freud idea. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever heard this before. I don't think I have, but this is it. This is this is why I collect, and I think I can speak for you as well. So Sigmund Freud didn't see collecting as stemming from those, you know, positive motivations that were mentioned previously in the article. He postulated that collecting ties back to the time of toilet training, of course. <laughs> Freud suggested, <laughs> this is it, Johnny. I mean, when you think about, I'll be honest, our bowel habits, I mean, this this is it. 
You haven't even said the rest of this, but you just say my name and the word toilet in the same sentence, I'm going to automatically assume whatever you say is true. Yes. (laughs) Yes, so think about your collections, your Funko Pop. I'm looking at my Lego right now. Freud suggested that the loss of control and what went down the toilet was a traumatic occurrence and that, therefore, the collector is trying to gain back not only control, but in quotation marks, possessions that were lost so many years ago. Does he think people feel that their own poo is a possession? <laughs> is that he's getting there? Like there are people flushing down whatever they just whatever they just deposited in the toilet and just like and just like, you know, over the top falling to their knees and just screaming out to heaven <laughs> above. <laughs> Why did this happen? Why? So I don't remember except maybe after like a really spicy Thai food. Yeah. I don't remember pooping ever being a negative experience for me. Like, I'm glad to get it out of there. Yeah. It's like, it's like yes, getting a demon it's out, a, you know? It's literally a legit relief. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, again, sometimes I forget this isn't retro bliss. I, I don't know how gross, if we have any fans uh, at all, I don't know how much we can gross them out, but hey, the, I, pee-pee, I just, the PPs love it, man. Yeah. The PPs love the poo poo talk. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Freud. Freud is odd. That's, um, that's the title of this episode. The peepees love the poo-poo talk. <laughs> Intelligent conversation. That's what we wanted from the start. Yep. Um, honestly, what I know about Freud, I mean, I had classes in college, but... I'm just bragging left and right today. Well, I'm going to brag again. What I really know about Freud is because of the because of Frazier. Because <laughs> him and his brother in the show are psychologists and they're always quoting Freud. That's true, they um, are, yeah. And I know his ideas about every child wanting to to have sex with his mom is almost as weird as this idea is we're collecting things because we pooped as a child. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. When what? When why can't it just be that we like the stuff? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why can't it be that's the answer? Hey, I like this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you know what? The conclusion I come to after reading these bloated psychologist opinions is that. As long as it's collecting and not hoarding, I don't think it's negative at all. And I think the difference is obvious. Because a hoarder mentality, I think, is a mental disorder. And you Yes. Can, it can you get can, really bad. It can get really bad. Yes. It can actually get unhealthy. It can ruin a person's life. Yes. Yes, for sure. And there's a lot of mental illness there involved, I believe. Yes. When, when it gets to that level. Um, and, and I can see that, but I think, I don't know, I think a healthy, a mentally healthy individual has some checks and balances. Right. Um, now again, looking around me, sometimes I question my checks and balances, but at the time when I got all these things, I wanted it and I have some regrets, but like you said, I also have regrets of things I got rid of that I shouldn't have. I think, I think it's helped that you got married and you have a kid now. I think it's really helped kind of, that's your check of balances right there. Yeah. That's really helped you a lot. Uh, uh, so before we wrap this up, I wanted to quickly dive into uh what are are there some things that you definitely regret getting rid of uh i can real quick think of a couple um i used to have a fairly decent nowhere near yours decent sized retro gaming uh you know collection and one of those like i had i had most if not all i know i had all of the ninja turtle beat-em-ups for the nintendo and for the sega genesis and i sold all those like an idiot and now Mm. if i want to get them they're they're getting pretty pricey. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. there with so there with me getting those uh getting those back. Um and there's a couple of like uh you know CDs like my nickelback CDs that I wish I still had. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. But no, it's honestly it's mainly the video games. Uh I mean I've since gotten, you know, a certain way to play them again. Uh but you know, and I think another oh, in books cuz I love books too. Just be able yeah. to, in comic books, which I still have a decent collection of comic books, but just be able to hold something in your hand and, you know, mm-hmm. something tactile that you can flip through and look at the pages and stuff. Uh, there was a bookstore years ago that would buy old books and stuff, and I got rid of a bunch then, and I really regret getting rid of some of those. I wish I still had some of them because some of them actually went up in value for some reason. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so those are come to the things that come to my mind when I'm thinking of that. You mean it's funny you say that because I remember you always were more freely giving up stuff than I was. Yeah, like you would move on, like you would get you'd finish a game and you'd sell it, trade it in. 
I always clung on to stuff a lot more, so I think I probably have less regret. But still, there are certain things that I got rid of for a pittance. And now I'm like, oh yeah, that was a cool thing, and it's so expensive. And video games is one of them. Oh yeah, for sure. You definitely have a history of yes. Get <laughs> up a game that's worth way more than what it was. What oh, was the yeah. game like? What was the game that you gave up that you traded for Mario Three? Uh, RC Pro Am Two. Yes, a complete a in box, crisp copy. A game that we all love, by the way. We all played yeah. that game like crazy. <laughs> I, do, I, I, do, I don't even know what I was thinking at the time, except I guess that's the only game this guy would trade. Um, yeah, it's it's. In the condition I had it in, it's probably worth one hundred fifty to two hundred dollars now. <laughs> yes, easy. Um, but yeah, there's a few games like that. I have gotten rid of a few Lego sets because honestly, they were retired and worth quite a bit of money. And I use that money to get several more Lego sets, so it's hard to. I'm trying to be a responsible adult, but still, I wonder if maybe some of them I should have held on to. But honestly, and this. This is kind of sort of my sum of how I feel about it now. I want the things I have, the things I collect, to be a positive thing. And if I genuinely feel overall like they're not a positive thing, I want to be more willing to do what you've always done, honestly, and, and just be willing to get rid of them. Um, well, I mean, the as, we get older, as we get older, yeah. just like physical space becomes an issue. That's very true, too. And so what I have gotten rid of very little compared to what I've gotten, what I've accumulated, but I don't know. I just, I just realized as long as it brings me some kind of joy and, and joy can be literally, okay, probably one of the silliest things I've collected in the last five years is these silly little, I love the video game Earthbound. Yeah. If if you listen to our retro bliss, which we plugged five times, <laughs> you'll know, I love that video game. I got these silly little toys from Japan that are from a like a crane catcher game. It's the only way you could get them. So, of course, they're way overpriced. And you would think, I, I, I don't even want to tell you how much I spent on them because I'm not even sure. <laughs> but I got quite a few of them and none of them were super cheap. I mean, I'm not crazy. I didn't get brand new ones. They were all pre-owned, but still. You would think I'd regret it. <laughs> yeah, but every, yeah, You would think crazy. I'd regret it because it's so stupid. But every time I look over at those things, I can see them now. I'm like, oh. Man, I, I love that game so much. It just gives me good feelings. Yeah. So I've come to the conclusion it doesn't really matter what its value is to somebody else. If it's bringing me some kind of contentment, joy, whatever it is, it's fine. Yeah. But if it just feels like it's cluttering my life, I'll just, honestly, uh, and again, this might be more me than you because I have a lot of stuff, it can actually cause anxiety. And for me, the anxiety is guilt. It's guilt-based, like, with the board games, you know, recently, let's plug another podcast <laughs> on Cardboard Cave, my board game podcast. You're just plugging your own stuff. <laughs> yes, I plug my own stuff on the smallest show that I could possibly plug it on. <laughs> but uh, listen to History Creeps. Johnny's on that. It's a good show. Um, but no, you know, I started playing some games for my shelf of shame. And that is basically games that. I felt shameful that I've not played them and owned them for 10 or 15 years. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. You've owned these games for over a decade and you're not even open them or not even played them until and recently. So you have no idea how good that felt. Granted, that was a short lived project because I've not done that with any more games, <laughs> but it feels so good to pull a, something I spent money on at some point in my life. And I'm sure I didn't buy it if I didn't have the money, you know, I didn't put it on a credit card, but right. Um, there's other things, especially now that I have a kid, I think there's other things I could put that money towards for sure. And so to actually say, okay, I finally played it and shared it with you or somebody else had to, you know, either a good time or a bad time. But now I can either put it back on the shelf and know, okay, that's, it was okay to spend money on it or get rid of it. Just get it out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to do that with more things, you know, just to, if it's not adding value, then unclutter it. Um, but that's easier said than done because I have so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's been our take on collector's mentality. Uh, I like we kind of alluded to before. I think it's totally okay for people to collect stuff, along as long as it's not something that's harmful. Obviously, uh, but you gotta Trap, replace that poop you lost. I mean, yeah, that's true. You gotta, you know, once it's out, you gotta put something else in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trevor, what is something that you're into right now? Oh, man, I keep forgetting we do this. Let's see. I can't just keep saying Frasier. Um, 
something new I've not talked about. Oh, I mean, my love of board games has been rekindled. You know, I've said it goes in waves. Um, well, what's a what's a recent board game you played? You really like? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. All right. Uh, there's a game called Underwater Cities. It's about. I just love the thing. I love quirky things like that. It's just something you don't expect. It's a heavy strategy board game, but you're building an underwater city. And it's got awesome card playing in it. And it's got, um, you've seen your little submarines out to get work done. And you build your little tunnels and your little domes for the cities. And I bought upgraded pieces for it because when I really love a game, not only do I have a bunch of games, but the ones I truly love, I usually upgrade with, with better pieces. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of loving on that game right now. Nice, and, nice. uh, yeah, I recommend it if you want a serious game for serious gamers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, uh, I got two things. One of them is, uh, well, it's they actually just had a TV show come out on Netflix today, and it's a really quick watch. Uh, it's six episodes, but each episode is like 20, 25 minutes long, so you can zip through it. It's a sketch comedy group called Auntie Donna, uh, or Auntie Donna, or however you want to say it. They're Australian. But man, these dudes are really, really funny. It's definitely rated R. I know that going in. It's hardcore R. Their language for their language and stuff. But just like us, Daniel. Oh yes, yes. Uh, but man, they are so funny. They have a podcast with the same name, uh, which is how I discovered them. But uh, they're very, very funny. Highly, highly recommend. I mean, I zipped through their show today like it was nothing while I was while I was working. So uh, highly recommend it. It's quite funny. And also, you know, Thanksgiving's around the corner, Trevor, and I realized something about myself. I've recently, like in the past year, I used to be like a fried potato man, but I've really gotten to where I really love mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love homemade mashed potatoes. Uh, if you have a good homemade mashed potato, then uh, no, invite me over. <laughs> this works for me. <laughs> well, I feel kind of guilty for plugging this because like, we need to be any less healthy, but... McDonald's has recently started serving uh, <laughs> apple fritters, <laughs> warm, fresh apple fritters, and they're shockingly good. I know they're good because it's the third time you've talked to me about Yeah, <laughs> and I've only had one, in my defense. I've only had the one, but it left a good impression. I'm almost scared to get another one, honestly. <laughs> what if it's not as good? Yeah. <laughs> what if you've been selling us a, 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 load of, uh, a load of garbage? Yeah. You just got lucky and happened to get a fresh one. Uh, but that's that's this episode of Pointless Prattle. Uh, thanks for joining us. We very much appreciate it. I'm sure we'll have another one of these out in another two months. So. <laughs> and who knows what we'll talk about then, because we certainly won't know. But for Trevor Franklin, I'm Johnny Townsend. And he's Trevor Franklin, and I'm Trevor Franklin, and he's Johnny Townsend. Thanks for joining us. We very much appreciate it. Uh, over and out.